ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back to another episode of our Women's Empowerment mini-series here at the Edge of Fear podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. This was such an incredible conversation I had with Juliana Faust. Uh, She puts to words so many of the themes that are encompassed in this women's empowerment mini-series. Each of the episodes, each of the stories that we've heard from these other women Juliana just really puts them to words. She had a real way with words. She had a lot of really awesome little tidbits of knowledge from her many years of experience. She talks about how our lives can be just so filled with static that we don't even see opportunities in front of us. The ways that we hold ourselves back and how we realize sometimes that we're not happy but we think if we quit the job if we sign up for the the next thing that that will somehow fulfill us and she talks about needing to get to the root of the problem and not just cure the side effect it was just a really eye-opening conversation she like i said she just had such a way with words so i can't wait for you guys to hear this episode Things aren't always going to go as planned. Remember that resilience and flexibility will take us to the next level. And sometimes we need other people to help us identify the places that we shine the most. I love you. I love you. Enjoy this episode. If you love it, please rate and review this podcast. Let me know. Share it on Instagram and tag me at Liz Without a Pillow. Tag our guest Juliana at Juliana underscore Faust, F-A-U-S. And I will see you on the other side. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. I have got a connect uh, that I made through Instagram, you know, is one of my favorite ways to meet people is online. Um, And in this digital age, it feels like a great way to make new interactions with people. Um, So would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Liz. So my name is Juliana, Juliana Faust, and I love that we met online. (laughs) We met on Instagram. So I am a a career coach, career strategist, and I come with a lot of years of human resources that I integrate into my consulting practice. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, one of the ways that I kind of became interested in your story um, and seeing you on the, on, on the, on the Instagram, on the Instagram (laughs) um, was just kind of seeing how you are inspiring others, you know, specifically uh, where I'm sitting from, um, I saw inspiring women, but inspiring, you know, people from everywhere um, to kind of be able to pivot and to be online and to, you know, expand their, their journey. Um, and so the, I kind of reached out to you just seeing that you were spreading, you know, your information and and your coaching strategies online. Um, but as we were speaking in our last conversation, uh, I saw that you just had such an exciting and unique experience, um, from kind of living through a lot of really wild changes and shifts that, you know, we have all kind of encountered in the last, 
I guess, 15 years or so um, with the recession and moving to internet and everything. Um, and so I'm really excited to kind of share with our listeners today a, a little bit about your journey and, and how you've learned and, and grown individually through that um, and how it's impacted you know, the journey that you now share with others. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that now we all believe it's true that uh, quote that we see online all the time that says that the only constant is change. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, and it's true too from my uh, professional career that there has been like crazy wild changes all the time, which has shaped me and shifted me into being, you know, the um, well-rounded professional that I am today. And I can guide others in their wild, bumpy journeys. So, you know, I'm really thankful for everything that I've gone through, but um, it wasn't always easy going through it. Um, and, you know, let me share with, with everyone here what I mean by that. So, um, you know, when I was in college, this is many years ago, I remember I was in class and one of the, one of the teachers said, oh, only like a very small percentage of people actually get to practice their uh their careers that they study in college so a lot of people study to do marketing and they end up being like a vet or whatever and i was thinking <laughs> to myself and i was thinking to myself that is not me oh my gosh i love what i'm studying and i was studying at the time finance and i really wanted to do a minor in economics and all into all things finance stock market numbers math uh, I graduated with finance and international business and started to work in a Fortune 500 firm with the stock market for the next four and a half years. And I loved every minute of it. And I was thinking, ha, told you that I was going to be the <laughs> small percentage that would actually work in their space, you know. Um, at that time was when we lost the World Trade Center Towers in New York. And the company I worked for had their headquarters in, the, in those towers. So a lot of the data, a lot of the client information, you know, along with employees and everything was lost. So as a company and as a country, really, it was when it was determined that the best course of action for businesses would be to outsource a lot of the functions to India or to another country. I mean, nowadays we are outsourced to so many different places, but we started off with India. And they made an announcement to my department of over 200 people that in the next year, our entire function, our entire department will be phased out. So I had like a year to get it together and figure it out in a crisis economy. <laughs> and I would go to job interviews, you know, to local companies and run into my boss, my manager's manager, my friend. <laughs> we were all applying for the same jobs. It was crazy. The job market was so flooded with the same professionals, with the same skills. And I was thinking to myself, I need to break out of the pack or I'm not going to make it. Right. So at that time, I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to college and I'm going to study some uh, more finance <laughs> <laughs> and get more degrees. But, you know, I want to break out of the pack. So, um, you know, I'm originally from Brazil, but I do speak Spanish fluently because we lived in Spanish speaking countries when I was growing up. 
And a lot of people don't really understand that. They're like, oh yeah, you speak Spanish because Portuguese is so close. And that always got me really irritated. So I figured <laughs> I'm gonna go to Spain and I'm gonna get my master's degree in Spanish. And then this way we can take off the table the fact that I speak Spanish. <laughs> so I went to live in Barcelona for two and a half years and I highly recommend to everyone <laughs> to do that <laughs> if you can, if it's available to you. It was amazing. It was a wonderful learning experience. Personally, I got two master's degrees in finance while I was living there and moved back to the U.S. during the 2006, 2007 housing market bubble crisis <laughs> where all of the financial institutions were being bailed out by the government there were no jobs in finance <laughs> here i am that i went all around the world to end up exactly where i was mm -hmm. before i left in that i was looking for a job in an industry that was just not hiring so um i got creative and i thought okay well companies in general have a finance department. So let me just start there. And I got hired by a big four accounting firm here locally in Miami, where I live as a financial analyst. And I, Liz, celebrated that job offer like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> All my friends were like, oh my God, I can't believe you found a job in finance and a huge reputable company. Awesome. Okay. It's like now we're waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, it's coming. <laughs> so I start working there. I mount my first day you know you got your outfit and you're all matching and you're early you didn't even sleep and i'm in my you know onboarding session with the hr team and the top partner like he was you know the leader for the state of florida this huge company like he had no business being there and uh he wants to talk to me and i'm like okay so I go to his office, mind you, there's like, you know, 80 people starting at the same time and I'm the one being singled out. I'm in his office and he says, Juliana, I don't know what happened between the time you accepted your offer and your first day, but we have outsourced your job. <laughs> and I mean, I'm laughing now, but trust me, I was not laughing then. Yeah. I was not laughing. I was freaking out. And I'm telling you, I sat in his office and all I saw was like red in front of me. And I mean, I was sweating and I was thinking to myself that that's it. I have no other job offers. I have no money. I just spent all this money uh, in my master's degrees. I have student loans. Like I need to be working. Right. And now this man is telling me that I don't have a role. And he goes, I'm telling you, you don't have a role. I'm not telling you, you don't have a job. And I go, okay. And he's like, we'll find something for you to do. This is a huge company. We're going through an internal reorg. We'll find something for you to do. Just hang tight, <laughs> hang tight. So Liz, every day I would go into work, okay? And stare at my laptop with nothing to do for three weeks. <laughs> Goodness. And I was the girl that everyone knew in the office that came in and was getting paid 
and there was no role for me. <laughs> I mean, I could be the assistant, I could be the president, like it didn't matter because I didn't have a job. Right. I mean, I didn't have a role. So after three weeks, he uh, brings me back to his office and he's like, look, um, I've been observing you and I've been getting feedback from others, you know, in the office and I found a role for you. I'm so excited. It's a role in human resources. <laughs> and I was like, what? No. Okay, I get it. I'm just going to get my purse and I'll see my way out. Right. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm serious. This is a true job offer for you. And I really want you to consider it because I see something in you that you don't see in yourself. We are in an, an, an accounting firm and you have that background. So you understand the business and people naturally gravitate towards you. And that's something that you can't teach someone. Like the fact that you can easily influence and organically move others is a gift. And I am opening my door and I'm gonna personally coach you for the next six months if you promise me that you're gonna give it your all. If you're gonna give it your 100%, I'm gonna give you my 100%. But if you're gonna dabble, you're gonna get dabble results and this is not gonna work. But if you give it your 100% and after six months, you absolutely hate it, you have my word that we'll find something else for you in here. And at that moment, which is the message that I would love to spread to the world and your listeners, is that at any given moment, we're, giving, we're given an opportunity. And at that opportunity, you can either rise to the occasion or you can sit back and complain and feel like a victim that everything happens to you, that you had a plan and this, this is not right. Well, I don't like this. So I never learned human resources. This is stupid. This is so not, you know, and I took the bull by the horns and I was like, I don't even care because if I don't like this job, the opportunity to be coached by this man who made it right. He's got three secretaries. His <laughs> office is like the entire corner. <laughs> <laughs> two refrigerators. I'm like, I am taking advice from this man right now. <laughs> and I did. And that was a 13 year career with that company in human resources in various roles in that firm. And it was the most rewarding and amazing and wild career journey that I've had. And it was all because a lot of times we don't identify those areas of that we know where we shine and we need someone else, like someone like a mentor or someone who's been there and done that to take a look and say this, and you need to have that open mind to say, all right, I don't love it, but Hey, if you're telling me, I promise that I'm going to give you my all. And that's exactly what I did. So of course I had to go to human resources conferences. I had to put in the extra time to learn an entire career that I knew nothing about, you know, and it's not like, oh, it comes in intuitively because there are laws and regulations and things. And that, and that was what I did, you know, and everyone understood that at least I was willing to learn and that I didn't have all the answers, but I was going to find the answer and I was going to get back to you because that's what I told you I was going to do. Right. And it was really rewarding. And through this wild journey in human resources, you know, as I got deeper and deeper into understanding 
working with the human capital and what that means for an organization and what that means for people. Um, I went through a, pro a coaching program myself first, um, and then I decided to get certified in it so I could put everyone else through it because mm -hmm. it was so amazing. And then I took the leap from corporate and opened up my own shop. And this is what I do now. And it's unbelievable that it was in that moment in that man's office that I could have said, well, thank you for trying, but this is not me. And I could have stuck to my guns in that. No, I have four degrees in finance, which by the way, for the record, <laughs> I have not executed on any of the things from my MBAs <laughs> and my master's degrees because I never really get a chance to work with that. But that's totally okay because it gave me perhaps, right, the, um, the mind share to be able to identify opportunities and to be able to see solutions, you know, when there weren't any. And you know, we're going through a labor crisis right now. And we're going through that crisis back then when I was in this job, no job scenario. <laughs> so this is kind of like my wild ride. Yeah. Wow. So thank you so much for sharing that story. There's like so much, um, so many like golden nuggets in there for people to take away from that. Um, but yeah, this is like, this is a, a the time of crisis that we're in now in 2020 is like pretty much something that you've seen for your entire professional life um, is like this need to pivot and this this need to kind of like look inside or look to you know the people around you to help you see what's inside um, because we all do have so many more skills than just what we went to school for or just what our career has been thus far and we don't always see it um, so you have a very interesting um, you know perspective on that uh, and firsthand experience and knowledge on that yeah I do. And, and, and with that, I've also been able to guide others through their journey, through their careers, you know, so, uh, so the focus of what I do now is mainly, you know, that career coaching, that career management, but this kind of situation happens in all areas of our lives. You know, it's the business partner, maybe it's a romantic partner. There's a lot of shifts and a lot of things that don't necessarily go as planned. And I think that our resilience and our flexibility is what gets us to the next level is not, you know, harping on, well, this was my plan <laughs> because a lot of times, um, you know, we have to shift that plan. And I think that especially now, uh, I think another message that I would love for people to really take home and kind of like digest is that at least for me, I don't know how old our listeners are, but I grew mm -hmm. up in that it was like a corporate ladder, you know, that you are constantly going up and then you work and then you get promoted and you go up and then you prove yourself and then you go up. And that's not necessarily true anymore. There's a lot of lateral movement. There's a lot of scaling back. And maybe I take, you know, a role that has less of a title and maybe even less of a pay because I'm preparing myself for the next big thing. And I think that that's also something that I think folks need to be comfortable with and that it's not linear, you know, nothing in nature is so linear. And we created this like ladder that goes straight up to the stratosphere. And I think that shifting that belief a little bit might help with the landing. 
Yeah, and uh, another like interesting, you know, reminder for people because I I think um, you know I was born in 1989, so I, I think a lot of my listeners are somewhere around that like 25 to 35 range for the most part. That's what my statistics tell me um, <laughs> for the show. But um, you know, we watched our parents really tell us that that was the situation that it was climbing that corporate ladder, and you know we are kind of part of this like first generation where you're not just with the same career, you're not just with the same company for your entire career. Um, and those lateral movements, I, I've seen in my own life, I've seen in a lot of the people that I talk to here on the show, um, a lot of people in my own experience and in my travels um, really have to come to terms with that and, and make peace with that, that it doesn't always make sense while you're doing it, while you're making the choices. Um, but looking back on it, it all makes sense. Uh, and, and really realizing that those lateral movements sometimes are the things that will catalyst you into that next big move and that next big job. Um, and, and really embracing while you're in that move and embracing while you're in that position that we aren't always just working for the next big thing um, to really participate fully and like you had said, to be enthusiastic and, and to really go all in and, you know, to, to learn what you can while you're there, but that a sidestep, you know, before you make a step forward or a step, whatever, in mm -hmm. other direction, it's so important, um, you know, to accept that this is, this is maybe going to be part of your journey and part of your path. And, and the journey is not linear in any in any world. Not in I, I like that you said that not in nature too. Um, I think I read that somewhere, you know, in like an art blog or something that there are no straight lines in nature, and it seems that way in life too. It it's not a straight line at all. Yeah, no, not at all. It's more like a shuffle, <laughs> <laughs> up and down and side to here, side. Here, yeah. yeah, to there, and you know, um, we think that things are gonna go this way. And, uh, you know, what I've seen too, um, I mean, typically we tend to think uh, that this has a negative connotation, but it really doesn't because sometimes it could take it to like your next level life. You know, like someone said to me, well, I got this, uh, you know, job offer that I can't refuse because it's a role I never dreamt of. Like I'm going to be in charge of like multiple departments. So let's say I went to school for marketing and I'm working in marketing and now I'm a manager and I have a team or, you know, I have my own company. And now someone comes with an offer that now you have to oversee multiple work streams and that's okay too, like amazing. And that wasn't something that you had, you know, maybe in your plan and having that flexibility too is, is important even for the good things. Right. Yeah. It kind of makes me reflect, um, on, on my own journey. Um, you know, I went to school for anthropology and it really was my dream to be a college professor of anthropology. And so I figured after um, my undergrad that I would go back to school and do my graduate uh, studies, um, you know, to research, I would do a research study um, in another country. And then I would come back to the US and I would be a professor. Um, and instead, right after my undergrad, I joined the military. Um, and it was like another seven or eight years before I really had an opportunity to travel. Um, so my dreams did really come to fruition, but it wasn't with 
school. So I actually got to do an even better version of my dream because I was able to go on my own. Um, and I really didn't have to answer to, you know, teachers or, or stick to the schedule. I was really able to like freely travel. Um, and my experience in anthropology helped me all in, you know, in, in that interim, those seven, eight years before I had that freedom and that opportunity to travel on my own uh, with how I communicated with others and how I related to people and my sense of empathy and compassion for others um, kind of stemmed from this anthropological perspective that I'd, you know, learned about and identified in college. Um, and so, you know, pulling from all the tools that we have and all the experiences that we have, they, they make you so much better. It's, it's so cool to have, you know, such a, such a pool of, of talent and experience to, to pull from. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all of, all of this is adding, you know, it's not wasted time. It's not like, oh, now I, you know, I'm never going to use this again. Um, you know, not at all. It just, you know, you're always ex expanding and growing and learning and you can apply those principles, you know, to anything if you really think about it. So, yeah. And it, it does, it does feel that way sometimes. Um, you know, like I said, like sometimes as the shift is happening or as the lateral movement is going on, you're kind of thinking like, is this the best thing for me? Is this a step in the wrong direction? Is this going to be a waste of time? It feels like we are on this time crunch, but like the time is going to pass anyway. So do something that you can really engross yourself in something that, you know, you can, you can find things to learn in, in any field and you can better yourself as an individual by bettering yourself at the job. Um, so yeah, very interesting. It's, it's never a waste of time. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to hear a little bit more about what you do as a career manager and a career strategist. Um, we talked about, um, you had mentioned to me the last time we spoke about like following your heart and not your head. Um, are there ways that you kind of teach that to your clients, um, and in, in your coaching that you could kind of any tips you could share with us today? Yeah, absolutely. So actually today is Monday and Monday is typically the national day that everyone wants to quit their job. <laughs> is that real? Is that based it's, on something? It's real. No, it's based on, you know, life and, you know, my experience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, folks on Friday, they're like, I'm just leaving. I'm going for the weekend. But then Monday morning comes and they're like, that's it. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times I tell people, you know, the job is not the problem. It really isn't. It, you know, people leave their bosses. They don't leave their companies. Right. So there's gotta, there's gotta be a dissonance there with your values, what your goals are, like, how did you get here in the first place? You know, let's think about, you know, what was it that made you take your eye off the GPS and then the car just started going in another direction. And then you woke up and you were in a different city. <laughs> like, let's talk about that because otherwise it could happen again. Right. You know, it could, you could leave this job and get another job and then have those same issues there. So one of the things, the, the first thing I do is to create that alignment, you know, and that's, that is the alignment with who you are, what your values are, what's important for you, what do you really want in life and what are you willing 
to do to get there. Oh, I just want to be happy. I just want to be rich. I just, you know, want to have harmonious relationships. Like, no, well, let's dig deep and figure out what is happiness for you. You know, you want to be rich? Well, here's $2. You're richer now than you were two minutes ago. Is that making you happy? <laughs> like, what? Like, so really digging deep and figuring that out. And a lot of folks are overworked and we are so tired because the demands of technology and the multitasking is a little out of hand. And our mind is so clouded. Clouded? Yeah. <laughs> it's so filled. I'm like, is that a word? Yes. It's so filled with so much static, you know, Liz, that sometimes you can't even think straight. Even if you're, you know, taking yoga or meditating, it's hard for you to identify opportunities and solutions because we're just so drained. So the first step is to take out that static and really go back to basics. Some people say, no, I already have my goals. I already know what I want. That's great. But we need to revisit those anyway and make sure that we're putting it through a process. And it's a proven process. It's not just, oh, let's sit down and have a chit chat. And the way I know that it's a proven method is because I went through it. I was so in the rat race. I was so caught up with life that I really couldn't tell if I was developing a strategy for a 500 people team, or if I was changing a diaper, or if I was at the grocery store paying <laughs> because I was checking my emails, I was on the phone, I was on a conference call. You're doing so many things. So I got to a point where I said, okay, I, I'm looking at my life and all areas of my life are just like, meh. Like, ugh, nothing is great, but nothing is terrible and I'm just exhausted. And I think a lot of people can um, resonate with that. You yeah, know, that you're just time. so tired and your corporate job is demanding and maybe it's not fulfilling and it permeates in so many other areas for us. So I developed this methodology that then I started to test it on people. <laughs> maybe they knew about it. Maybe they didn't know about it at first um, to really get them to move from where they are feeling stuck, feeling that they could be thriving. When I look at myself in the mirror, I wish I would have been further in life than I am right now. And I know I have that potential. No, I don't have to go study some more or travel the world to get what I need. I just need to do it. You know, and the motivation, we can go by it, like it needs to come from within, but how do I do that? How do I, I, how do I wake up every day with enthusiasm and I'm excited to do all the things that I need to do and I do them, you know, with a smile on my face and that brings more joy and more opportunities and more solutions. So through this proven process, we start off by sort of like creating that alignment and clearing out that static. You know, so there are a lot of homework, a lot of worksheets, a lot of dialogue that goes between us one-on-one. -on -one. I've had uh, group sessions as well. They also work amazing. Um, and it's really about progress and moving people forward, whether it's an inch or a mile, you really get out of the program what you put in, you know? So that's kind of like in a nutshell, what, you know, like, Perfect example. I want to quit my job. Help me write the resignation letter. Well, of course, I could help you write a resignation letter, you know, but I, the, but the hole is deeper, how we say in Brazil, you know, like the issue is deeper. We have to figure out 
um, the cause, not just, you know, the side effect and cure the side effect. Yeah, getting to the real root cause of it. Um, I, you know, it's funny, I've, I've come across so many of these themes, which is why I'm, you know, so sure of the, you know, like co coaching is just so important. You, we so all need a mentor. We all so need somebody to, you know, be an example for us. Um, I read something recently. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the author, Jim Quick. He also uh, has a podcast, the Quick Brain Podcast. Um, but I think he said the fastest way to get to where you're going is to find a mentor who has already done what you're looking to do and emulate what they've done. Um, and it's just, it's so important to, I, and, and that's really what this women's empowerment movement is, is about for me, is to show people that whatever it is that you're looking to do, it can be done and it can be done in your own way, through your experiences, through your individual and unique life that you've had, you have the skills, we all have them. And so much of it is just like, mindset shifting like that we have to really believe that we can do it and believe that our experiences that we've had really can pull together and 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 fulfill those dreams that we have we don't have to be going you know on autopilot all the time there's so many moments in life where we realize you know we realize we're doing so many things we're checking our email and like you said you're changing a diaper and you're at the grocery store and we're just on autopilot and we're exhausted because we're not fulfilled so getting to that real root of like what are my values? What is my why? Why do I want this? Why do I, why do I need to shift gears in my life? How am I unfulfilled now? And, and what would help me to be fulfilled? Absolutely. And, you know, and you touched on a topic here that, you know, is near and dear to my heart, which is diversity and learning how us females operate so differently from um, our lovely counterparts. <laughs> in that, you know, even like reading a job description, women will shy away 99% of the time for applying for a job if they don't fulfill every single bullet item that is on that job description. Even if you fulfill all the bullet points, you still feel like there's something that you haven't touched or seen in a while and you're not 100% sure you could do it, so you don't apply. And you sell yourself short because we want it to be perfect. Whereas men, they're like, oh, I'll figure it out. I'll nail it on the first try. And if not, hey, at least I got the job, you know? So when we say that they have more opportunities and they got more of those roles in reality, when, you know, and, I, and I've done this with my roles in HR in looking at the sheer amount of applicants, you know, and it's like, well, we have 80% of the applicants are male, you know, and even inside an organization asking for promotion and being vocal about the things that we want. Now, when you add to that, that women are and will be, for the most part, the CEOs of their homes, okay? <laughs> for those of us that are married, like, honey, do we have any more paper towels? I don't know. <laughs> Is this the last bit of dishwashing soap? I have no idea. Like, we have a running grocery list in our mind and all the things that need to be fixed and done. And that's just who we are. It's that ultimate multitasking. But that, at the end of each day, has a weight. 
and it, it, it is tiring and it is one more thing. So, you know, and I teach these webinars, right? And I'm empowering women, but I'm also giving very, uh, I come with that finance background. So I have all my spreadsheets and this is statistics, this is science, this is the brain, all this stuff. And then I catch myself doing it all the time, you know, in that, oh, maybe I should take one more class in this before I fully commit to doing X, Y, Z. And, you know, stretching ourselves and really being uncomfortable and taking that massive action is what's going to cause that change. You know, I mean, we have about 90,000 thoughts per day and about, yeah, about from 70 to 90,000 thoughts per day. I say that it's 70 if I'm on vacation, <laughs> but about like 90,000 thoughts per day. And the majority of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had the day before because we are so used to the patterns and we're so used to the way we do things. So how are we ever going to see change? But I just wanna be happy, I wanna be a millionaire. If I'm a millionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. But how are we gonna do that if the way we do things is the same way because we're thinking the same things and feeling the same feelings? <laughs> and it all goes back to, okay, well, we want everything to be perfect. We don't wanna create any problems you know, in the, in the home, in the organization, with friends. You know, if I come off like I'm too bossy or I'm too loud or I'm barking rules, maybe I'm not going to be as liked. And that's something that is important for women. So all of those things come into play when we're, you know, peeling back that onion and figuring out what is behind it all. Like, why haven't you reached your next level, you know, in your career and things like that. And um, I agree with you that also another stigma that we have is that you know, people who have coaches because they're problematic or they have a problem or they're crazy. And in reality, we should all have a coach for all the things that we want to do. Right. Like if I want to lose weight, am I going to go to school now and become a PE teacher and get like a degree in being a nutritionist? No, I'm going to hire an expert who has worked with thousands of people, has seen my body type more than a hundred times and can just give me the shortcut and the way to do it. And that's how, you know, like the school of YouTube, like we, you know, we're living in this world now that enlisting professionals is so important. Yeah, you hit so many really big themes that I do talk about um, on the podcast that I've had guests talk about. Um, it's, it's funny that you say that we should all hire coaches for all the things that we want. I mean, and it's something that I think, especially like, um, if you are ever watching like celebrity gossip, or if you're like interested in celebrity lives at all, you know, a common thing that I hear people say is like, well, I could have a perfect body too. If I had a, a coach and a, a live in fitness person and a chef and all of this, but like we, you, you have to kind of decide what your priorities are. And when you don't know what your values are and what's important to you and what your motivation is and the things that you want the most, it's hard to decide what is a priority and what do I want to spend my money on? Um, because we all are wasteful. Sometimes, you know, we all spend money on things that we, sometimes really don't need that really aren't in alignment with us completely. Um, but one thing that I definitely want to talk about, um, because I, I have been saying it in like my preliminary conversations with women, but I haven't actually said it on the show yet, um, that you've just reminded me of. Uh, when I first started this 
um, uh, women's empowerment, like kind of segment this series a couple of weeks ago, I was, I had been reaching out for weeks, uh, saying anybody who wants to be on the show, let me know. I didn't, I didn't have like this feeling yet where I wanted to go specifically for women. Um, and I've had plenty of male guests. So it was so interesting that in my heart, I wanted to say women, but I was having a hard time kind of saying it. And I didn't really have that pull yet for the strength in myself, you know, to do it. Um, and everybody who was reaching out to me were guys. And some of the guys I was like, why do you want to share your story on the podcast? Or what do you have to, you know, if you were in front of a, a group of young people and you wanted to, to teach them something, you know, what would it be? And, and everybody's, I mean, it's truly a, a pillar that I live by since returning from traveling and backpacking a couple of years ago is that literally everybody that you speak to, what, no matter how much schooling they have, no matter how old they are or young they are, everybody can teach you something. You just have to be like kind of looking for it. If we're too busy up on our pedestal or being pretentious, we don't necessarily hear the lessons in, in our conversations. Um, but some of these guys, I was like, what is your lesson? Like, what is inspiring about this? And I have so many women that I follow on Instagram or that follow me that I'm like, what an incredible story you have. Like, I want you on the podcast. And I'm like begging them, please, please share your inspiration. Please, please tell your story. And they're like, I don't know. I just don't feel like confident enough or I don't feel like it's inspiring or I don't feel like I'm empowering. Um, and I'm just like, I just want to like shake them and be like, it is, it's a better story than most, you know? And we're just so quick to, to judge ourselves and to think that, you know, to think less of ourselves. Um, so it was really interesting that you said that about, um, you know, women are less likely to apply for the job or ask for the promotion um, or shy away if they see in a job description that they haven't done every single thing. When, when you're forced to step up to a situation, when you're forced to bat, when you're not ready, you know, we so often are resilient and we so often can rise to the occasion, um, but we just doubt ourselves so much. That is so true. And I'm telling you, I've, I had this realization a couple of weeks ago. And when it hit me, Liz, it was like a freight train because my mouth was open for like a minute, <laughs> like one minute. <laughs> and that, okay, so I'm like developing this new online course and it's ready and I, it's the videos, everything is amazing. And now I just have to figure out the platform. And then I started looking into the platforms and then Lo and behold, I get an ad on Instagram about this lady who she has an entire course to walk you through all the different platforms. And I caught myself saying, oh, I'm going to take this course and figure out what's going to be the most perfect, the best platform ever, because I need to like have a PhD on course. I mean, are you kidding me? No, I don't. You don't need any of that. But I was so close to doing that because then it's not necessarily being a perfectionist is that we hold ourselves back because, you know, I just want to have all the information. I just want to make sure I understand everything. And it's not possible for us to understand everything while keeping the running list of the grocery store in the back of your mind <laughs> and having to do all the other things, you know, that naturally come to us because it's just 
who we are. So it is uh, like working out a muscle every day. I say, you know, like when you're driving and then there's those folks that hold that paddle like uh for the kids to cross the street and the paddle is like stop (laughs) you (laughs) need to have that paddle look okay in your mind's eye and all the time say stop just go for it like just go for it what's the worst that could happen if i were a dude i would already be there so you know what (laughs) i'm gonna be there with the dudes and i'll figure it out later like and it's it is working out that muscle because it sneaks in all the time Right, exactly. Like so many of my first episodes are like are saying exactly that. Like I've overcome this hump and I I just needed to work out the kinks and I needed to, you know, realize that I can I can rise to the occasion and I can do it. And then like three months later into the show, I'm like going over that same exact hump again. And it's been really funny to kind of have this um, you know, the podcast is this like like a living you know, it's like a living um, journal almost, like an audio journal where I'm like watching myself in that, you know, non-linear journey, this like roller coaster ride that is like figuring out my worth and my story and, you know, and, and all of the seasons of life. And that's not specific to just women. We all go through, you know, different seasons and, and darknesses and light seasons and winters and everything. And, you know, really, that's kind of where the title of the podcast came from. The Edge of Fear podcast is like, we're at the edge of the cliff moment of do I do it or do I not? Do I jump or do I, or do I step back? And as soon as you feel that moment of courage to just jump and take that leap, because it might not be there in five minutes. So just start as soon as you can just start wherever it is, however big or small that first step is, just start. And and you have to like have that confidence in yourself that like, you know, it's okay if I fail, it's okay if, if this doesn't come to me easy, like I'm gonna keep going and I'm gonna stick to this plan because I know that this is what I want and this is in alignment with, with something that will fulfill me better. I agree 100%, I'm over here like trying not to clap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is, it, is, it is so true. And, you know, a lot of times when we are in that alignment and when you figure out exactly what you need to be doing and why you're going to do it and how you're going to do it, these opportunities start to come. But when we have all that static, you know, sometimes we don't even see it. Like, let's say that you're applying for a job and you're in LinkedIn or you're in whatever platform you, you use to, you know, search for jobs, you can't even see it. And then all of a sudden, an opportunity pops up. You know, and this, and this happened to me. Someone said to me, hey, Juliana, you know, I know this is outside of your wheelhouse, but are you willing to do this in Spanish? And I was like, ooh, <laughs> curveball. <laughs> and I had to practice and I had to study. But you know what? I am not going to say no. Because opportunity is knocking and, you know, it is at the edge of fear. And the, the whole time, you know, I had like this feeling in my stomach, like I wasn't going to make it, <laughs> you know, but we do, we are resilient beings and, you know, and we have faith in each other. We have faith in the process. You know, that you have everything that you need in order to succeed and you're going to do it with your own two legs. And it starts with this first step. So having that faith in you and in the process gets you through every time. But then again, it's that motivation you know, and it's that determination and enthusiasm that where do you get that from? You know, you kind of have to channel that from, from within 
And it's, you know, it's what I say, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. So. Right. I really like that. Yeah. The simple, but not easy. Like we can intellectually know, like everybody knows Brene Brown uses this example all the time, but like, if you feel like you're five pounds overweight, like, do you know intellectually how to lose five pounds? Like, you know, caloric deficit, eat a little bit less or work out a little bit more than what you're taking in, you know, very simple, but yet how many people are five pounds overweight? Like just because we know what we need to do doesn't mean that we're going to actually do it. So you have to find that why you have to be in alignment. Um, something that I think you said, what was, how did you say it? Um, build the, build the plane while you're flying it. Is that what yes. you said? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that analogy. Um, and I mean, it, it shows in your story of like how many times you had to kind of just figure it out. You're here already. You're in this position. You, you have the schooling and, and, and the years of experience, um, you know, in diversity. And so somebody else sees it in you, but we don't always see it in ourselves. But just knowing that like life has prepared you. And I do feel like that, that like the sometimes you know, something will come up, an opportunity will come up that is, you know, maybe it isn't right for you. And you, you do have to be able to discern, like, this is going to just put too much on my plate. This isn't really an opportunity. This is kind of like another task, another checklist thing. But so many of the opportunities that life presents are by people who know that we are going to be able to do it. The people that really believe in us and like you said, like have faith in us. Um, and life presents ourselves, or life presents us with opportunities that we can rise to the occasion for. Um, and so it, it, it is so, so incredible when you see women pushing through that edge of fear and, and really trusting themselves and trusting in each other and lifting each other up to be able to rise to those occasions. Absolutely. I mean, and it's not for anything that there are examples of women like lifting up a car to save their babies, you know, and what the, what the body can do versus the limits of the mind, you know, and I love that example that you said that everyone is five pounds overweight. <laughs> it's, the, it's the COVID five pounds. Um, you know, it's that I, I give that example a lot. Like I'm at the Nike store or Adidas, I'm at the, you know, sports store and I buy all the gear. I hire my personal trainer. I have my protein powder and I go to the counter and the girl says to me, you know, the attendant, did you find everything okay? And I say, yeah, I didn't find where I could buy the motivation to go work out. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't sell that here. You have to come up with that on your own. And it's like, oh, you know, oh, I want to be, you know, financially free, but I don't really want to apply for this job oh, I want to have, you know, a, a, a team and I want to be a leader and I want to work less so that I can delegate, but I don't speak up in meetings, but I don't really know what I want, but I'm afraid to share with the world what my one year vision is because I think it's too big and maybe I'm not deserving of that. So all of those things, you know, hold us back and more so for us females just because of the way we were built. But hey, the good news is that there are methodologies and tools that can help us, you know, get around that and actually do reach, you know, all of our dreams and our goals. But, you know, it can't just be like, 
putting a random address on the GPS. Like, I want to go to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need, we need to be very specific. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Trust me. <laughs> there is, there is. It's, you know, it, like you said before, like peeling back that onion and really getting to, you know, why is it that you feel like you're not deserving of that job or that grand one-year vision and really getting to, getting in alignment with what your needs are, what your beliefs are, what you've been holding yourself back from. Um, it is just so much more mindset than it is, you know, that we aren't capable. It's that we've been telling ourselves that we aren't capable. Um, I want to wrap it up here pretty soon, but I would love for you to share if you have any kind of like final thoughts or major life lessons or um, just like tips for our listeners, kind of things that you would like to leave them off with. Wow. I think that we've covered so many. I wish I would have um, made a list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've got a, a lot here and I will um, put them in the... Uh, in the show notes, but uh, one that I really loved that you said was, um, you know, the hole is much deeper. You said it was like, a, uh, as you say in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that that was like in regards to kind of that peeling back of the onion, like it's, it is more than just what the symptoms are. It's not just that you're exhausted. Um, that was one of, I, you, ha you have a lot of good phrases. I like <laughs> a lot of the sayings that you use. Oh my gosh. I hear that so much. Like <laughs> people are always like, I don't know what I like more, like your phrases, your humor or the process. And I'm like, oh, I'll take it. Um, I think that if I have to leave folks with, with one tip, is kind of like, look at all the areas in your life and really, you know, on a scale from one to 10, if you had to rate them, you know, see which one is not so great. Maybe right now it's your, you know, it's your physical appearance maybe, or your wellness or because your intimate relationships and your family relationships is amazing because we've been hanging out with these people so much mm -hmm. or not so much. You miss your friends or work or whatever it is and really focus in that one area and really try. I mean, it's hard to do it yourself when you're not working with someone, but really honor where you are now, really honor your process and your progress and the fact that you want more and the fact that you are ready to make it happen for yourself is already so way ahead of the curve than most people. So I think that taking the time to step aside and give yourself a round of applause and pat yourself on the back because that's also something that we don't do enough. We just constantly want more and more and more. And even when we do more, we're like, ah, I could have squeezed a little bit longer. Celebrate those small wins is so important. So make sure that you do that for yourself every day. I love that. That's such an important lesson. Celebrate the small wins. Yes. And acknowledge yourself that just wanting more is that first step, that self-awareness of knowing that you are capable of it and you are capable of learning and getting to the next part of the journey. That is so wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, this was such a great conversation. Uh, where can everybody find you? Oh, well, folks can find me uh, on Instagram under uh, Juliana underscore Faust, that's my last name, or on my website, which is onpurposetalent.com. And there they can download a free ebook that has a lot of great tools and bonuses and things that can get them started in a lot of the things that we talked about today, Liz. Awesome, Juliana, thank you so much. This was so wonderful and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you, Liz, so much. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.